Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey, my friends, and Happy New Year. I can't believe that we have entered into a new year together. Uh, I'm excited to just see what 2021 has for us. I know that a lot of people are thinking, uh, nope, experience the trial and not interested in subscribing in this year, but I am hopeful for what God will do in and through us this year. So I'm excited today to chat with uh, Hannah Brencher, and we just talk all about slowing it down and embracing habits of slowness. Hannah was seriously so helpful in just giving practical tips to deny busyness and numbness to the lives that we um, were placed on this earth to live. And so without further ado, let's get on with it. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, Hannah. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Yes, I've been excited to have you and I know my listeners are going to be pumped to hear this. And so why don't you just start us off, tell us a little bit about you and what your life is like these days. Yeah, so I am a writer, an author, a speaker, Um, not as much speaking during like COVID pandemic world, uh, but my favorite thing in the world is is writing. I love words more than anything. And I love using words to encourage others. And so that is what I show to do, show up to do on a daily basis. Um, I also teach some online classes on writing and discipline and all of these, um, these topics of, you know, like actually showing up for your craft. So yeah. that's what I do work-wise. Um, like in everyday life though, I, um, I'm married. Uh, my husband and I have been married for the last four years. We live in Atlanta. Um, we welcomed our first baby into Aww. the world. Uh, nine months ago. So I am a relatively new mom and uh, yeah, we're just kind of chilling here in Atlanta, staying safe at home. (laughs) Yes. I know. How, how was your 2020? Like what, what did that kind of look like for you? You know, it was, I, I think I'm in that pile of people that it's like, it wasn't necessarily a bad year. Um, like there definitely were some hard parts, like mm-hmm. especially towards the beginning where it's like everything was shutting down. We knew nothing of what was happening. I was, I was nine months pregnant and, oh, um, and my husband had a job loss in the midst of this. So it was mm-hmm. like, what is happening? You know? Um, yeah. but I definitely feel like we really anchored ourselves in truth. We really anchored ourselves in the belief that like whatever is happening, like that we're going to see, like, I don't want to say reasons for it because I still don't think that we will see some of the reasons for things like on this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. but like, we're going to choose to like, believe that there is good that will come out of this. And like, whatever the enemy intends for evil, like we are going to use it for good. Um, And so we really, we grew a lot in 2020 and it was a blessing to have my husband home for these like really early months of our daughter, you know? Yeah, that's so true. 
so yeah, like it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, I would never want to like go back and repeat it. I wouldn't be like, yes, <laughs> pandemic, but like, but we really did have a very, like we've, we found a way to have a sweet season. Yes. I think that's most people are, you know, now that we've made it on the other side of it are going, okay, there were actually some really good things that came from it. Um, and being able to kind of count those blessings, even though it was so easy for everyone to just be like 2020 sucked. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad it's over, but like it's life. And there were a lot of, there were a lot of good parts of it and there were hard parts. And that's like what, comes with life you know it was just that we were right, all yeah. in that at the same time um but do you like do you look back at 2020 and think you know now that you're on the other side of it um of just maybe something that God really taught you you know I feel like 2020 in general was like a slower pace and I really learned a lot from that that was actually really healthy for me um I think that and I've I've heard this a lot from a, a lot of different people it's like 2020 really taught us like quarantine especially taught us like what we don't want to keep doing once life goes back to like quote unquote <laughs> like the new normal yeah um, and I I definitely resonate with that of like okay like I know the things that are essential now and I know the things that I don't want to do as much of that I think I was just kind of like coasting on autopilot because that's the way we do things right, right? yes um, and so I think that 2020 definitely shook me up to like okay like what do I want more of? What do I want to say yes to more? And I don't think that that would have happened if I hadn't been like forced to slow down in some capacity. Yeah, that's so true. It was like a priority check slash what do I put my hope in check? You know, all of those things because it all got stripped away. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I think too, it's like, it's funny now because the conversations are very much like, Oh, 2020 is gone. And I'm like, guys, like it's just, it's a year on the calendar. <laughs> it does not mean that anything is over, you right, know, it might right. be more of the same. And so it's like, I- I've tried to sit in this spot of like, Hey, like your circumstances might not change, but you can change what you do in the midst of your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that matters because like, if we're always waiting for X to be over or this to be over or this to go back to normal to actually like start and move, like we might be waiting for a really long time. (laughs) Yes. And that's a really hard thing for people to, to get their brains around. So it's easier just to say like, Oh yeah, for sure. It's over just because the clock struck midnight. And that was like one of my favorite I don't know if it was a meme or a TikTok or what, but it was like of New Year's Eve and, you know, it's everyone's counting down. Okay, it's 11.59 and then it goes 11.60, (laughs) (laughs) 11.61 and it never turns to 2021. But I'm like, okay, but that's actually, that's actually accurate for, you know, it's not like... the clock struck midnight and it was a magical new world we live in, you know? And so, yeah, it's, I think it's hard for us all even to just kind of, you know, like you said, not be bogged down by our circumstances, but instead like looking at how we're responding to them and like what we can do in the middle of them. So, you know, what are kind of like your hopes 
you know, coming into this year, your hopes for yourself, your hopes for, um, generation, you know, my generation of 20 somethings, your generation, what are kind of your hopes? Yeah. I mean, it's such a good question. Um, I, I think that like for me, myself, like personally, I think if I'm walking into like 2021, I think it's like, I want to be able to still like savor the rest and the slowness. But I think if I, if I've picked a word for myself, I think the word would be like less, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of like less in the sense of like, less consuming of the media, less social Mm. media, less of the excess to make room for what matters, to to make room for the more. Um, I think when it comes to like our generation as a whole, like, gosh, I hope that people, you know, like, I hope that people don't stay in the space of like, almost turning life into a spectator sport. That's what I'm fearful of. Mm -hmm. It's like that, we're watching each other live lives or like do dances on TikTok or whatever it is (laughs) that like we neglect the life that is right in front of us because we think it's not glamorous enough. It's not good enough. It doesn't count. We're not famous, whatever it is, you know? And I think that it's like, no, we have to be able to put our devices and distractions down and like bring into the world what it is that we're called to bring into the world. And Mm. that that's not something you figure out overnight that comes from like, sitting with God and, um, being patient and being in the waiting and being dedicated to like what I call the secret hours, as opposed to thinking you're going to find something by scrolling online. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So accurate. And it's like, we, we've almost trained our brains to, uh, it's, it's like an automatic response, you know, to, to go to that and to, you know, like I was saying, I came home immediately today and pulled up Instagram, you know, and I was like, oh, wait, what's happening in the world, you know, but, and it is like, to some degree, a a great way to connect, but like how to, how to be careful about that. And because when we are doing less, like you said, maybe outside of our homes, you know, (laughs) well, what are we doing? We're not able to. (laughs) But that, and I also think too, though, that that shouldn't be our excuse to be like, well, I'll just be, uh, whatever. It can't go anywhere. So I'll be on social media. I can't go anywhere. So I'll be on Netflix. Cause it's like, well, there's still other things that we could be doing. And, and I'm not, I'm not at all in the camp of like, Hey, like in a global pandemic, like you need to better yourself mm-hmm. at the same time though. I think that being able to realize that you have the ability to change or, um, show up for other people in different ways would pull us from this kind of like lackadaisical mindset of like, I just need to survive this thing, you know, like, cause I think if we're waiting for the chance when we can all go back to life or events or whatever it is like, well, like, I don't want to waste that time in the meantime. Right. Right. We don't want to look back and say, Oh, cool. Yeah. I I got through 25 shows on Netflix and, um, I don't even know what I did with the rest of my time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, I don't know that that's going to be a really cool fact that you tell your kids one day. Like I was in a global pandemic and I watched a lot of Netflix. Like, (laughs) well, yes, exactly. Yes. It's like, (laughs) 
I, I don't know, like, cause I, I'm somebody who like, yeah, like we watch shows or like I'll listen to podcasts or this and that, but like, I have to be really careful of like when I'm just like, I know I'm consuming too much or I'm consuming because I want to avoid things. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, you know, where we have to really check our hearts to be like, yeah. what's, what's your motivation for what you're doing? And so exactly. Do you kind of like, set, you know, rhythms, habits, that kind of thing, um, just in your normal life or even coming into a new year, like what kind of things do you try to have discipline in? I am somebody who is like, I'm big on habits and disciplines. Um, but at the same time, like, like I love the magic of a new year. Like I love the fact that everybody for at least a solid 48 hours is kind of talking about change, you know, like this <laughs> yeah. optimism of like, maybe I'll be different this year. Cause that that's generally a positive thing. Most of the goals that we're setting, they're good goals. It's like, yeah. I want to be more present or I, you know, I want to lose that weight or I want to start running, whatever it is like those, there's nothing wrong with those goals. The problem is that like, we think that because the clock struck midnight, like something is going to be different. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, if you don't establish discipline in your life, nothing's going to be different. And so like, I think we have to look at it like for the long haul of like, okay, like, yeah, set goals for this year, but check in with yourself more than January 1st. Mm -hmm. And like, what if you revisited those goals every month? Or like, what if like you had a really big goal that you wanted to hit by the end of the year, how do we break that up into the week by week, month by month so that we actually see progress? Because I think even if we don't hit those goals, because it's not all about like, you know, getting it perfect, it would still be nice to see some progress. And I think that's the problem with new year's resolutions is that like, we think that by just setting this resolution, like magically we will push ourselves into habits and disciplines that were not in place before. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'd rather dedicate my time to learning how to be a disciplined person to learning how to be a more consistent person. And that consistency always starts small. Yeah. That's so good. Cause I always, for, for a couple of years, I would say I was really annoyed with new year's resolutions. Uh-huh. And yep. <laughs> I think it was because I'm like, <laughs> it sounds so horrible, but I'm like, none of you are going to keep these. Okay. You all <laughs> yeah. are saying this. And if I ask you in two months, you're probably going to be like, Oh, I said that. Or yeah, no, I'm not doing that anymore. You know? So I was just like, why do we even try? But (laughs) Oh my gosh, I I totally agree. But then yet I am sucked in every year. I'm like, you know know what? It's January 1st is in two days. I think this will be the day in the year that I do this. (laughs) And then you get there and you go, wait, what do I have to do? (laughs) yep it's It's so so true it's so true (laughs) maybe it's that that we should start smaller you know and or Mm -hmm. or goals that are attainable like you said that can be uh consistent that you know you could check back in on each month like if you can't see yourself ask you know in november to ask yourself are you still doing this then you know maybe it's not (laughs) 
maybe it's not one you should put into place. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and I, so, I think too, like I'm somebody who like, I check in with my goals like month by month. And so it's like, it's totally okay to like check in and realize, huh, like a goal's not working or like that. I don't really want that anymore or I'm going to switch directions. But like, mm -hmm. I look at it more like a month to month thing rather than like, oh, okay. Like I I've got to get it all perfect by January 15th. It's just not realistic. Right. It's more about like reflecting on your months and not necessarily getting upset that maybe you didn't attain it, but, or just even asking yourself why you did it or did something happen that month or, you know, like just yep. being better, um, you know, being better at just self-reflection almost. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Like to say, okay, like what, well, what stopped me from this or what did I learn from this? You know, like, I think that that's, huge we just don't do it that often yeah and so specific to maybe 20 somethings like are there things that not not to have you pick goals for us but things that you would encourage us to to be checking in on ourselves about I mean, I, I think like the most important thing is like for everyone, no matter what age is like to, um, kind of like put order to like your inside world. That's like, you know, like a phrase of like, not what is going on in the world outside of you. That's important too, but like you need to cultivate some kind of inner life. Um, and I think that that comes from like, you know, for me, like making sure that my meetings with God, like are consistent, that I'm mm -hmm. consistently getting in his word, that I am consistently turning up the volume of his voice in my life and turning down the noise of other things. Because if mm. we don't, it's, there's going to be no change. There's going to be no transformation. Um, and like, I was talking with a friend the other day and he said that like, you know, getting in the word of God, like once a week, like there's no proven evidence that that does anything twice a week, no evidence three times a week, no evidence. It's when you get to the four times a week that like something starts to change. And now that doesn't mean four times a week, you have to be in the word of God for an hour every time. I think God would way more delight in your 15 minutes consistently than for you to show up once every week or every three weeks for an hour and a half, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's like, learning that anything that's like worth it, um, in our lives, a lot of times it's like smaller than we think it is. You know, it's that simple phone call to a friend. It's that getting in the word of God for 15 minutes, if that's all you have. And we all have 15 minutes. Like mm -hmm. we could be doing less scrolling or be on Netflix for less, you know? Um, and so I think like really making sure that like you, set goals or habits that like look like transformation for you and look like you becoming um, a different person at the end of this. Because I think like, otherwise we just stay stagnant. We don't evolve. Yeah. We don't grow. And so like one of the things that like, I might even challenge you to do is to like, think about it like month by month, like what are different qualities or characteristics that you want to cultivate? Like, do you want to practice patience? Do you want to get better at waiting? Do you want to pray more? Like you can 
pick up different challenges every month in order to cultivate a very well-rounded spirit. Mm, I like that. It's like not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but an every month resolution. Yes, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Of just like, okay, I'm going to focus on this because, you know, maybe it's just me. I know there's plenty of others like me, but attention span is is very... um, um, very short, <laughs> a lot of times. And so yes, being able we to made have it that way, right? Like we <laughs> yes. came that way. We were not always this way, but like if every day for like multiple hours of the day, we're picking up a device that operates like a slot machine, mm. like that's doing something to our attention span and to our palates. Yeah, that is so true. So even learning what it looks like to slow down, you know? Yeah to shut it off. Like Mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm trying to practice more is just like to be on social media less like, and that doesn't mean like, Oh, okay. Like I only like, I'm only going to be on in 10 minutes today. But like today I was like, okay, like I'm not going to get on social media until noon. That's like a good decent amount of hours that I don't have it. But the amount of times that I went to click into it just off of sheer habit, like, Mm. was crazy. I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, deprogram some things. Right. Yes. I noticed that, you know, I'll delete all social media for, you know, however long of a period of time. And then I start to notice, you know, that I look for it on my phone. And then as the time goes on, I don't really notice, but as soon as I add it back, that slow habit starts back in, you know, of, I don't really look at it first. Oh wait, now every day, every time I open my phone, I'm looking for it. And so it's like trying to find that balance of, and, and recognizing when you kind of get to that point. (laughs) I totally, totally agree with you. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) So, you know, after talking about rhythms and just kind of like what it looks like to go into 2021 and almost think about it more as, as reflecting on, um, on each month and different goals that we might have in order to just, uh, know God more and, and, uh, be near to him. And so, Maybe what would you say to the gal who's listening to this and she's like, okay, cool. You know, these are all great things, but I already feel so behind. Like it's only the third, fourth week of January and I'm already thinking this is not going to go well. And so what would you say to that girl? Well, I would say like, Hey, like you are at the perfect starting line. Um, Mm -hmm. especially because like, Research shows that that January 17th is when most New Year's resolutions fail. So oh, where everybody's failing, you can decide you're going to start. Um, but I think, <laughs> too, like, I think it's realizing you're not in competition with anybody else. Like, y- you have a mindset of competition if you cultivate that mindset. Mm-hmm. But if you decide, you know what? I'm going to cheer for others. I'm going to rally for others. And I'm going to believe the same kind of goodness for myself. Like that's a different kind of mindset. Cause otherwise I think like, well, what do you feel behind on? Do you feel like everybody is just ahead of you? Because like that, that is a mindset, you know, like that's something that we can shift that we can change. And so it might start with like, you know, starting to talk to yourself differently, starting to trade in 
that lie for a better truth when you're in your time with God. Because Mm -hmm. like, I think that it's the realization that like, you're called to this day, you're called to this hour. Uh, That's why we pray, you know, like give us this day, our daily bread, because like, it's meant to be a day by day thing, because that's all we're ever guaranteed if that. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, Hey, like, don't worry about like the three weeks in a calendar year. That is just like, kind of like a, like a made up concept, like (laughs) just take this day and do what you can with this day. And like, pick something small, pick something that like, maybe no one will ever see you do, but it matters that you did it and start there. Mm -hmm. I like that. Especially what you said about not necessarily, it might not be something that people are seeing or that's even measurable or, you know, but, but kind of asking yourself questions about like, yeah, where am I feeling behind? Oh, well, are those things lies? Oh yes. So like, let's work on first trying to make sure that I'm listening to truth and not lies (laughs) (laughs) and identifying those. (laughs) Exactly. Like deciding, okay, like I'm going to deal with these lies. Like what would that look like if, if instead of just tolerating the lies, we were like, no, I'm going to fight those. Yes. Yes. And I think that's so important, especially when we do have more time on our hands. Um, and when this has caused us to maybe do more self-reflection, if we're not, you know, compensating that with more noise and distracting ourselves yeah, of giving us a chance to realize some of those areas where, where we might be listening to lies. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so in, in that, what, what would you suggest, um, for us in just being able to kind of identifying lies and, and replacing them with truths? Like, are there some practical things that you do, like just in your daily rhythms of just like reminding yourself of truth? I think being devoted to that time with God, like making that a priority, like that, that, like that is, Like who I meet with, that is where I get my marching orders for the day. Mm. Um, But I also think too, like paying attention to like, like in your day-to-day life, like when you're not in the Bible, you know, like, and you notice that you say something or you think something that you're like, huh, like who told me Mm. that, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. totally not from God. Instead of just thinking you're going to remember that and you're going to deal with that later, I would find a way to capture it, write it down, put a note in your phone and like really be diligent about going to deal with that thing, dragging Mm -hmm. that out into the light and saying, okay, like I thought about this yesterday and like, I don't know where this came from or like, "I I don't know if this is true or it's not true as opposed to like, um, I think just like thinking that if we don't, deal with it. If we just shove it in the corner, then it's going to go away because it's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. Either we just try to like dismiss it or we let it continue to like fester and (laughs) it will get worse. It gets worse. And then it like, (laughs) it just kind of like bleeds into other things. Like Mm -hmm. there was a time like a few years ago where I was just like really struggling with some comparison issues Hmm. and I wasn't really dealing with it but like I remember it cropped up because of like one specific person somebody that I like knew in my city and like she like there was just something 
about her that made me feel like really inferior, like I Mm. wasn't enough. Mm. Um, But I think it was also kind of like a comparison of like, she was super bold and I felt like I wasn't super bold. Um, But I just remember that I would just like, I like muted her on social media. I kind of just like put her, kind of just shoved her in the background, whatever. Um, And then I realized that like, another person popped up that made me feel that way. And then another, and I realized like, hold up, like I can't just mute every single person that makes me feel this way. Maybe it's not about the people. (laughs) Maybe I need to deal with the feeling. Like the feeling might be the thing that I have to deal with. And Hmm. that was a game changer for me because like now I think about these people and I'm like, oh, I I don't think any different of them. I'm, I don't feel inferior anymore. I don't feel the need to mute them anymore, but that's mm-hmm. because I dealt with what was underneath it. And mm-hmm. I think that so often we just don't, we don't deal with the root issue. We deal with like the surface level stuff and it, it we wonder why it keeps popping up. Right. <laughs> because we're not willing to go deeper and be like, okay, well, why do I do this? Instead, it's just easier to hit the mute button. Absolutely. Yep. Like I don't have time to deal with it. Yep. Yes. And you know, that's another great way that we can kind of look at areas of our life where we go, oh yeah, this keeps popping up. This keeps popping up, you know, assessing those things. And so Mm -hmm. I think these are all really good ways, you know, even, even just for myself and going, yeah, just being more self-aware, just, you know, being able to set goals and reflect in ways that um, are going to last all year because it's more of a month to month type deal instead of trying to put these grand, uh, goals and resolutions on ourselves, you know, absolutely Uh, not that there's anything wrong with those. Like maybe somebody out there has a great one and you go girl, you know, (laughs) Well, exactly. Like, it's like, Hey, like reach for the stars, you know, but like, if you think that you can go zero to a hundred there, that's usually the outlier. It's not typically the norm. Um, like there are people that are like, you know, they have this like great self-awareness to like take a video of themselves on like the first day of like 2020. And then like they somehow stuck with a goal until the end of 2020, you know, like, and then they can make this like amazing highlight video of it. That is not most people though. It usually it involves a lot of starts and stops and starts and stops. Right. And you only see the highlight reel. Exactly. Yep. And and that's where it's like, I think that like realizing like, okay, but like if we took away the documentation, you know, like what are we still showing up for these things or are we only showing up for these things so we can tell people that we did? Mm-hmm. It's like, I only want to do it so that I can at the end of the year, have like a really awesome video that shows what I did. But then it's like, you're not actually, you're not actually reaching for almost like you said, the root issue or whatever it is you're trying to fix. It's just to please other people. Because I think about it, like, well, what if social media went away tomorrow? Like, Mm -hmm. who are we working for? Who are we looking to please? Are you looking to please God? Are you looking to please people that are going to applaud you? Because like the applause is never going to fill. It's just not. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so good. (laughs) I'm like, oh man, (laughs) maybe I, maybe that's something for myself too, because I think that's a challenging question for us all to go like, yeah, if these certain things were taken away, like how, how would that affect you? And and who are you trying to please here uh, in doing these things or in, in having these goals 
or in who you're wanting to be and become? Is it to become more like Christ or is it to become more like that person that you saw on social media? 100%. And it's tough. It's tough. But I think if you can like put that at the forefront and like, you know, really look at that every single day, that's where change can start to happen. Mm, Absolutely. I love it. Well, I think all of those things are great and mm, we shouldn't go any further because I have too many notes already on things that I need to, um, (laughs) (laughs) on goals that I need to create. I'm like, Oh, what day is it? Oh, I've got time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to create these goals. (laughs) So let's jump into, uh, the last couple of questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. Yeah. Um, and the first one is just kind of like looking at your own twenties. Um, what do you wish you knew? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think probably looking back at my twenties, I wish I knew that like, I did not have to like, I did not have to invest so much energy in like meeting the person that I was supposed to be married to, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think I, I think I dated a lot and I put a lot of focus and emphasis on that because I was like terrified that I wasn't going to meet somebody and end up with somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. And now I look back and I think like, well, I met the person that I was supposed to be with because I really like figured out who I was and what I brought to the table. And I looked for somebody to compliment that. And so I think that like, maybe I would have learned to do that sooner to just be like content with who I was rather than like meeting someone and then trying to morph into whoever that person was so that they would love me because Mm. that doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) And it does not. (laughs) You say, I can tell you right now, it's not going to work out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's fruitless. You know, it's like, if you've ever seen runaway bride and like, Mm. she, like the big existential question within that movie is like, how does she like her eggs? Because every man that she's been with, she would just have the eggs however he cooked them for her. (laughs) And so she starts like this huge, like existential journey of figuring out who she is by first figuring out how she liked her eggs. And (laughs) it seems little, but like, what if we did more of that? What if instead of trying to please the people around us or please the person that we're dating, we kind of figured out what our own thoughts and feelings and opinions were on some things. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so true, you know, and it even goes back to what we were saying earlier of just like, who are you trying to please, you know? Exactly. Because if it's going to be a future husband or an idea of that or whoever it is, you know, then yeah, like you said, probably, probably not going to be best. And, and you said that once you kind of figured out like who you were and who you were in Christ, that's when your dude came along and was like, yeah. You know, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've, we've made a team here. <laughs> yes. And, and so, I don't need somebody who looks exactly like me. That doesn't actually help anybody or likes everything that you like, or, exactly, you know, yeah. and like my husband and I, we could not be more opposite on like a lot of things, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, but that's not why we're together at the end of the day. Right. He can like fried eggs and you can like scrambled. There you go. That's it. That's the moral of the story. Find a guy who likes a different kind of egg. (laughs) Find a man that can make eggs. There. Make them. That's cool with me. (laughs) It's the greatest thing if he can cook. (laughs) 
I'll, I'll put that in my notes, my long list. Yes. <laughs> okay. So next up is I want to know, um, what you're like reading, listening to watching these days. Um, gosh, in, in like a book launch time, it's so like hard. Um, but I'm one of those people that like, I read a lot of like thriller novels. Um, so I'm reading one oh. called the wife upstairs right now. Oh, spoiler alert. It's about a wife upstairs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm reading that right now. And, um, I am, I just started, uh, another book by Eugene Peterson. I love mm-hmm. him. He wrote the message translation. Um, mm-hmm. so I started his book, tell it slant and it's all about kind of the parables that Jesus taught throughout the Bible. So those, that's what I'm digging into right now. Mm-hmm. I like that. Anything that you're like listening to? What am I listening to right now? Not, I mean, other than like the Crime Junkie podcast. Oh, I love Crime Junkie. (laughs) Yes, I love finding fellow Crime Junkies. Um, Yeah, that's like, it it sounds so morbid to be like, that's what I listen to during the day. But like, (laughs) I'm a big true crime junkie. Um, And so that's usually what you can find me listening to if I'm listening to something. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Those are, that's like my road trip. Like yes, hands down, so pretty. Much I wait always. every Sunday. I'm like, I'm like a Patreon supporter of them. I am. Wow. Yeah. You go girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Like anything that's just given you life? You know, I just think it's like cultivating just like little habits and routines of like slowness, Um, you know, like slow mornings and like taking like baths. We're taking a lot of baths in our house Um, and (laughs) just kind of like, um, you know, like finding little ways to like do self-care has been really essential for me. And I've been loving that. Yes, that is so true. Just like the slowness and uh, the forced slowness. Yeah, like you like, realizing like, hold on, like I don't need to hurry. Like who am I hurrying for, you know? Mm-hmm. That is so good. And that's, I think, one of the best parts of what we've probably learned from this last year. <laughs> so there's so totally 100% slowness for sure. Well, thank you so much. I feel so like much. I say 100% a lot. 100%? <laughs> I'm like realizing how many times in the conversation I'm like 100%, 100%. (laughs) Everyone has their trademark. And I think that that's... Yeah, I learned mine tonight. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Hannah. I just appreciate um, what you bring to the table. And I'm so happy for you in your book launch. And uh, we'll for sure link it for my guests uh, in the show notes. And so just thank you for, um, how you are serving, um, in your ministry. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was a joy. 100% a joy. Ladies, it was seriously such a treat to chat with Hannah. And I just pray that her words truly landed in your heart and mind. And, uh, I just pray that the Lord would give you rest and draw you to himself in those secret hours that Hannah talks about or just the quiet moments that you might have. And so 
He is just so kind to care about his people so much that he wants to spend time with us. He is waiting for us. He wants to hang out with you. And so I'm just so thankful he is a good, good father and he cares for each and every one of you so greatly. And we can trust the Lord who intimately communes with his people while simultaneously sustains the whole universe. How stinking cool is that? So this week, uh, I hope and pray that you are able to just find moments of slowness to be able to stop and hang out with the God that is waiting for you. So stay fresh, my people. Another side note, I am looking for a few more people to join me in financially supporting the podcast. It helps me to be able to continue to cover just the financial uh, means that it takes to run this podcast. And so From now until the end of January, I am offering the first five people to sign up to be a Patreon supporter will get a free sweatshirt from me, a Stay Fresh sweatshirt. So if you are one of those five people to sign up to be a Patreon subscriber, which basically just means giving five bucks a month, which is a coffee, right? And giving that to the podcast to help me run the show, I will send you a free sweatshirt. What? So... Go check it out. It is in the show notes. The link to my Patreon page is in the show notes and on my Instagram. So go check it. Can't wait for you to be a part of this. 